Roll call. Long John Silver. Aye, aye, sir. Short Stack Stevens. Aye. One-Eyed Jack. Aye. Black-Eyed Pea. Yeah. Wall-Eyed Pike. Aye. Polly Lobster. <whistles> Mad Monty. Aye. Sweetums. Aye. <laughs> old Tom. Aye, aye. Real Old Tom. Aye. Dead Tom. Aye, aye. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Clueless Morgan? Huh? Headless Bill. Headless Bill. Big fat ugly bug faced baby eating O'Brien? Aye. <clears throat> Angel Marie. Aye. Aye. Gentlemen, may I see you in my cabin immediately? Mm -hmm. mm. Who hired this crew? This is undoubtedly the seediest bunch of cutthroats, villains, and scoundrels I have ever seen. So who hired them? <gasps> Your finger hired the crew? No, that's silly. The man who lives in my finger hired the crew, Mr. Bimbo. Ah, yeah, he relied heavily on the advice of our excellent cook, Long John Silver. A cook? And a guy who lives in a bear's finger? Exactly. Oh. I'm starting to worry about this voyage. <laughs> are listening to they must be destroyed on site the following podcast contains adult language adult situations and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often you've been warned now take it away dr Rausch. they must be destroyed on site back it is they must be destroyed on site episode 278 and i'm your host lee big fat ugly bug-faced baby-eating russell <laughs> but you're not a woman <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not a hot woman either like where, where did she go the rest of the movie <laughs> I just love how she popped out of nowhere and then gone She's just up for one joke. It, it's like fucking. Uh, it's like that fucking movie Yellowbeard, where one of the one of the uh, the, the crew members is is Mister Prostitute. It's obviously like a, a whore with a mustache. And you've heard her. I'm joined by my co-hosts with the most is Lee. My pants are filled with starfish. Hardy, how are you doing? It's a kink of mine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Me I, going. <laughs> I know it well. There was a lot of seafood involved in our vacation together, uh, you know, both in the restaurant and outside of it. You know, we'll leave it at that. And uh, we're happy to be joined again by our friend and fellow podcaster, Gary, singing Dancing Mouse with his own amusement park, Hill. How you doing, sir? Oh, I'm, I'm joyous, man. Talking about something I love tonight, uh, and that's... Uh... These crazy puppets. And, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. 
Nice, nice. Um, yeah, we're doing Muppet Treasure Island. So, you know, Lee has been uh, indoctrinating me into the uh, Muppet universe in the last couple of years. So uh, uh, we're finally doing one of the movies on the podcast. So um, You're only yet, how old and you finally are watching Muppets? <laughs> I mean, I've seen Muppets. I've just never been like, you know, watching the movies in any serious like kind of capacity or anything like that. And uh but then you started me on to that. It's not like I watched the Muppet show or anything like that. You know, like I knew what it was, but you know, and I might've seen bits and pieces here as a kid, but I was, I was watching like fucking Muppet adjacent stuff. I was watching like Fraggle rock and shit, you know, like, so, you know, don't, don't, it's not terrible. Yeah. Don't shame me. <laughs> I'm shaming you. There's just plenty of the people involved in this were involved in Fraggle rock. So, you know, don't, Oh, I get that. But like, Technically, I watched the Muppets, just not the official Muppets. That's but, all. Like, it's a, so, so, your first time watch for how many of them? What are you going to say, Gary? I said he worships the the talking trash heap, and I'm okay with that. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, for, for, I, from, I can, from, I, from Fraggle Rock. Yeah, I can identify with the tra- talking trash heap. So, like that should be my nickname. Um, but yeah, we're 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 gonna do, we're gonna do Muppet Treasure Island. Uh, we're gonna talk all kinds of Muppet shit. Uh, like, there's gonna be plenty of. Puppet talk, Muppet talk, whatever, whatever you want to call them. But until we get to that, uh, we can talk about what we watched in the last little while. So uh, since Gary is our guest, uh, I will throw over to you first, sir. Um, nothing really new and new. Um, I, I watched something I can't recommend because I'll tell you what's wrong with it. I watched the uh, first episodes of Velma, the new animated Scooby-Doo adjacent series on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And... This is a series about a young Velma before she becomes the Velma we all know and love today. And they do this thing where they try to make the cartoon show adult and do a bunch okay. of jokes that don't land. And it's 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 like Riverdale meets like Jawbreaker meets um I'm trying to think of another thing an analogy here, but it's just not good. And it, it, mm. it's just not written well. Within the first two minutes, there's cockroaches fucking for no reason at all. Just just have cockroaches <laughs> fucking, and I mean, I can see like you want to do like an adult cartoon series, which you know the Harley Quinn show on HBO Max does it very well. Uh, this mm-hmm. this this does not do it well. It does not stick to landing. Yeah, it's good. If you want to watch them. a, um, oh, I'm sorry. I was just said I heard really bad things about Velma. Like you're not. I've not heard anyone it's say not- it's good. And it's not just because she's a lesbian. I'm, I'm fine with that, okay? That she's a lesbian. But, I mean, um, I think I think everybody's fine with the idea of, of Velma and Daphne getting down on each other. Like that. We we always thought they were lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, people they'll say I'm saying that because she's a lesbian, but that's not true. Um, but if you want a, a darker alternative to Scooby Doo, go watch the older and much much better written and produced. Uh, Mystery Incorporated cartoon show. You have much better time with it. I recommend that. Yeah. And it didn't. And like, was it the uh, the second live action Scooby Doo movie kind of pushed to like PG thirteen ish boundaries? Like they 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 kind of sexed it up a little bit, and you know. Yeah, like, I, yeah. yeah I I think so. I, I I do I do enjoy the James Gunn stuff. I I. I he tried to make it like dirty, and he he stuck in all kinds of little jokes in there and stuff. 
kind of like those Brady Bunch movies that I enjoy. Right. Still enjoy so much. Um, just throwing those dirty jokes on there. I love it. I still laugh my ass off. Um, what? Well, what's the? Oh, Marsh is walking up in the driveway. Hey, look, look, Jan. So there's something French in my yearbook. Menage a trois. I bet it means mm-hmm. you're the most, or something like that. She says, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of jokes, man. Um, but Velma, not good. Mystery Incorporated, highly recommended. Um, since we watched this, I, I rewatched The Country Bears on Disney Plus. Now hmm. you would think this is a stupid movie. Why would I watch a film about country, the Country Bears? But this is a film my father enjoyed, and this is a film before CG. So they have people in suits with with animatronic bear heads with the mouths moving oh, yeah. and stuff, and not creepily, but done incredibly well. And um, I do enjoy the Country Bears music in the movie. So um, this would keep coming back to it because of the cast. Uh, MC Ganey's driving the bus, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. I love MC Ganey and anything. Um, yeah. It's just enjoyable. It's, it's, a, it's a stupid, family, fun, good time. You can watch it with your kids, and it, you, you can enjoy yourself at the same time, in my opinion. I, I, I enjoy the ingenuity of one of the bears. Let's put it that way. Yeah. My, yes. big, my biggest takeaway is, is all the work that went into the bears. Right. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Lady Lee, you got anything? That's, that's about it, though. Nothing. I'm a loser. I have absolutely nothing. No, I don't know what happened. I actually, I do know what happened. I got really busy. Oh yeah, yeah. You went went out and had a life, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I had. Um, I worked. I played a surprise party. I worked Mm -hmm. some more. I did other stuff. Yeah, two surprise. Yeah, well, two parties at least. One surprise surprise party. Oh, two surprise parties. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the one I first one I went to is Parker's. Um, he, I had, a, I organized that one. The second one was a core worker, and I just helped out with that one. Okay. And then yeah. today there was a third surprise party at Lou Dogs. So, not anybody that I knew. I just thought it was oh, funny that in the week that just... we had like parties at Lou Dogs for surprise parties, we had a third one. Okay. Well. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're excused then for not having anything you've watched lately. Um, not that I have a shitload either. Uh, the one thing I'll mention that I've kind of watched and binged it really quickly. I, I will say that to its credit. But um, new on Netflix is the uh, Junji Ito uh, Maniac, which is a new anime series. People who are not familiar of Junji Ito, he is a uh, manga. A uh, guy he, like he did a lot of Japanese comics from like the eighties into the nineties, uh, all horror related, basically. So like, um, he was doing basically horror, horror shorts. Oh, Jesus Christ, horror short stories. Use your words, Lee. Um, in the form of uh, Japanese manga, and he got pretty proficient with it. Like very surreal, creepy <laughs> shit. Um, people should would probably be familiar with some of the adaptations of his stuff, like the uh, Tomae series, which is a long running, well, not long running in the sense that it's been going on for years, but like there's nine movies in the series that <laughs> over like a period of a couple years in Japan and the Uzumaki uh, movie, which is based on his, some of his manga as well, which is also known as Spiral. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he's he's done a bunch of Japanese comics. Very well known for making these uh, very uh, surreal, 
weird horror stories with lots of body horror elements to them. And this is a series that kind of takes 20 of his stories and puts them into the uh, series. There's a couple, some, sometimes there's like a couple stories in one episode. Sometimes one episode only has one story, not a great series. Uh, his, his manga stuff does not translate to anime all that well. I, I don't think like, especially considering <clears throat> like a lot of these end up very anticlimactic and far too brief for, you know, to, to have the punch they should actually have. And also the English dubbing in the series does not help it at all because there's a translation barrier. So you have a lot of characters like explaining exposition and saying things that no one would actually ever fucking say in real life. But at the same time, I kind of like the anime style. It's, it's, it's my kind of my favorite anime style where it's much more reserved and realistic, but also that doesn't help this series all that much because it feels too clean and sterile, whereas like his manga stuff, like the imagery that he presents on the page is very disturbing and graphic and super detailed. And here it, it, it feels too sanitized. I, I will say like some of the episodes are kind of good. Like, you know, if you, if you sort of troll through them and, and pick a couple here and there and watch them, the, you know, very brief watches. So that's good at the very least. And some of them are effective, uh, like the hanging balloon. Um, that's a great episode, which has like just this surreal concept of a, a girl commits suicide and she she's decapitated due to her suicide. Like she hangs herself out of like her second story w- window and then her head, a giant version of her head, a balloon version of her head is seen floating throughout Japan. And all of a sudden then suddenly more heads start appearing and those heads are going after the people that they're paired to in real life and it's not explained at all it's just like really surreal weird shit and it's very effective and then there's another one called ice cream bus which very disturbing very fucking disturbing and actually works but those are few and far between a lot of them are just very like eh I needed more so yeah, uh, very like not a recommendation. They're like just if Jesus. Sorry. What are you doing now? I'm a mess. I'm a mess right now. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> I apologize. Fine, keeping it all in. I was just talking about a, like a really bad anime series. Anyway, it's not like anyone needs to like be super focused on that. I don't think I have focus today. That's what I've got a feeling, so I apologize. It's okay. No, it's, it's cool. But yeah, uh, Junji Ito Maniac, you can skip it unless like you're a, a fan. And if you're a super fan, actually, you're probably going to be pissed off after you watch it because I've, 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 read, I've read a lot of his manga stuff and it's like, it does not translate to anime all that well. So. No, no, I in a series on Netflix, I want to watch uh, done by our, our buddy Nicholas Winding Ruffin, who'd made Drive and the Neon Demon uh, mm-hmm. Copenhagen Cowboy. That oh, I'm interested yeah, just I because he that. made it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's in Dutch, so I'm going to give it time to read the subtitles, though. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like the, this this one, like you know, you, you can do the subtitles. Like I honestly. I'm kind of thinking I might give a couple of the episodes a chance with like the Japanese audio and subtitles might be more effective, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's, it, again, it's, it's just a lot of them don't translate very well uh, to like just animated form. Like the, one of the strengths 
of that manga is that you've got these short bursts of stories and these like really graphic images that are displayed on the page and they don't really do it in the anime. Like they don't, they, they kind of sanitize it a little bit, unfortunately. So uh, probably skip it unless, you know, you just want to like jump through it a little bit and see if there's anything that sort of meets your fancy as if you like surreal horror, but uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, we're going to come back here in a minute. We're going to talk about, uh, Oh, what? Yeah, Sorry, you know, I, I have been watching something. I have been rewatching, re rewatching the mm-hmm. uh, the Office series, and all I gotta say about it is that the uh, the Pam and um, Jim story is probably like the most pathetic love story. Like it is literally the most boring. Let's just change our lives and give up our dreams so we can be together. Like it's <laughs> it's pretty sad. <laughs> Anyways, that's all. That's I've just- I've seen worse. It- have you have you have you seen Five Hundred Days of Summer? That's pretty pathetic too, if you think about it. You know, I saw it, but I fell asleep, so I never actually saw it. The girl I says mean, that she doesn't want a relationship. Dude says, "But do I have a relationship?" And she's he's so surprised that she doesn't want a relationship. Okay, but um, but it's their fault because yeah, they yeah, are yeah. not available. <laughs> <laughs> I and mean, some dudes just don't oh, get God. it, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, we're gonna... oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, one thing: Hunter season two. Go watch that shit. Because I, I, I was all vaping on Velma, but I forgot to mention something good, and I enjoyed that. And uh, Carol Kane deserves an Emmy for her role on the show because it mm-hmm. was, uh, it was terrific. You know. I never, I never watched. I'm the, done. Uh, like, go that, ahead. That, that, that's the Nazi hunting series, right? Where they're like, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. With Al Pacino in it, right? Al Pacino. At least, at least he's in some of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's, in, right, he's yeah. in a lot of it actually. Well, he's oh, in, is he? Okay. He, he spoilers. He's in flash. He's in flashbacks in the second season, so he doesn't survive the first season. So. Ah, uh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Cool. He's in. He's in a lot of the second season. It's good though. Cool. I, I might eventually get around to that. No, that was one that was sort of on my radar. It's like, no, oh, maybe I'll get to that eventually. Yeah, so we're going to take a break. We're going to play podcast promo, some music, come back, talk about Muppet Treasure Island, and I don't know about you guys, but I think. We got this, man. We got this by the ass. You ungodly warlock. Howdy, folks. Got blood, violence, freaks and freaks. You come to the right place. My name is Gary, and I'm your guide to Cinema Beef Podcast. Every episode, we not only deliver film reviews, we also dismantle some of your favorite and most hated films. Sometimes for the better, and sometimes for the worse. Hey, 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 you shut your face! If we want to hear you talk, I will shove my arm up your ass and work your mouth like a puppet. All right, calm down, calm down. Every show I hope to have a new co-host, podcasters, listeners alike. That's right, I'm talking to you people. I take all comers. You're slapped. That's not very nice. The only rules, well, let's ask the best cooler in the business. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One... Never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. Three, yes. So join the insanity and please vent your frustrations. I'm available on TalkShoe, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio. Remember, here at the Sun Beef Podcast, if you got beef, I've got the grinder. Thank you. 
You ungodly warlock. I'm going to keep playing it and shaming it until you, you change it. You, you <laughs> I'm going to very soon because that is very old. And it, it, that's that's what happens when you don't edit audio properly. And it just sounds splotchy and crappy. And I, mean, I enjoy the clip still. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think the promo is fine. Like, it sounds OK. I, I, I don't care about that. I'm just saying it's like it's so outdated now. It's like maybe maybe if I want to update a little bit, every, the, the, every the, once in a while we update ours. The, the, so. show, the, the show, the show ideas is, is outdated. He, a long, long time ago, Lady Lee, I used to have a guest on the show every time. We discuss a film that I like that they hate and, and the rever- reverse that in a film we like together. It was the most difficult show format ever because their tastes were so different. So I, I threw that shit out the window. And that's where that problem comes from. And uh, first year of the show. First year of the show. It needs to go somewhere. And I, I know yeah. I didn't do that. So Got to get the butcher shop. I'm sorry. That, that, the butcher shop promo. Get it, man, in, in more ways than one, brother. More ways than one. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, so we have Muppet Treasure Island from 1996, and we have a trailer. Centuries ago, a legendary treasure was buried on a remote island, and there's only one living soul daring enough to find it. Hello, everyone. Captain Abraham Smollett is taking command. This voyage has begun. To wherever the wind may take us. Hurry, Rizzo! I'm going as fast as I can. But there's trouble afoot. Beware the one-legged man. (laughs) He's the one to fear. Long John Silver. At your service. One leg, Jim. Count them one. Now, the captain is being pursued by pirates. Pirates? We're sailing for buried treasure. We're gonna be rich. We're gonna be dead. <laughs> Surrounded by danger. Terrific. Captured by crazed wild pigs and sacrificed hideously before a pagan altar. Are we lucky or what? And haunted by his past. Bonsoir, mes amis. <laughs> Old girlfriend. We got cabin fever. We lost what sense we had. We got cabin fever. We're all going mad. Presents from Jim Henson Productions, a classic tale of ships coming in. Who hired this 
this crew and luck running out. Get the treasure. Let's do it to the rat. No more, Miss Nice Guy. Cool. <laughs> Muppet Treasure Island. I'm starting to worry about this voyage. Yes, indeed. Directed by Brian Henson, and this is basically him taking over for uh, Jim at this point. Uh, kind of steering the ship, as it were. No no pun intended there. Um, but, uh, of course, he's been involved in tons of Muppet stuff. Go figure. Muppet's Christmas Carol. Three episodes of Dinosaurs. The Happy Time Murders is another one that a lot of people don't like that one. Um, and he, it's he's pretty bad. Yeah, I've heard it was pretty shitty. Uh, he's acted in stuff like Return to Oz, Labyrinth, Dinosaurs, and also directed by David Lane, who has his own sort of uh, puppet credentials, uh, but in a different uh, sort of uh, sector of it. Uh, he, he's, he's very much behind like Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds are Go, uh, Captain Scarlet, and the various, various iterations of that. So, you know, the... Uh, puppets with strings that you could visibly see in like sci-fi action films and stuff like that. The, the sort of style that was uh, copied by the South park guys for uh, team America, that kind of thing written by Jerry Jewell. Of course, he's has all kinds of credits with the Muppets and Sesame street. Uh, Kirk R. Thatcher, again, several credits within this universe, but uh, this guy's uh, notable because he was a producer on star Trek four. The Voyage Home, and he also played the punk rocker in the bus who gets the Vulcan neck pinch. And then he reprised that role recently in Picard uh, season two, or was it season three? I can't remember. What, what are the other? Um, and he was also in Spider Man Homecoming playing a punk on the street, too, which I assume basically is just like, yeah, that's that guy, wink, wink. Um, and he was also in the uh, recent Marvel uh, special, Werewolf by Night as one of the werewolf hunters. So uh, uh, doing cool stuff there. And also he's, he's had some other stuff like voice work, like in Spaced Invaders and Gremlins 2. And like these guys have been all over our childhood, like for the longest time. Um, and also written by James V. Hart, who uh, has a writing credit on Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula from 1992. Hook. And strangely enough, a sex comedy that I'm kind of fond of because it does like a role reversal, like girls peeping on the hot guy doing sexy stuff. Give me an F, which is like the uh, weird cheerleader sex comedy from somewhere in the 80s. But um, I, about that. <laughs> I do. Of course, I, yeah, I do know that. But, but it, is, it is an interesting one. Like it, there's a lot more female agency in that film than what you generally find in the uh, most sex comedies. Uh, also, of course, written by Robert Louis Stevenson, the original story, Treasure Island, uh, that's based on. So there you go. And uh, the reason we're doing this movie, uh, Tim Curry, uh, that Lady Lee picked last time, as mm -hmm. Long John Silver. Uh, we got the great Billy Connolly as Billy Bones. Most people on this side of the pond know him for head of the class. And also in the Boondock Saints uh, mov movies, uh, he also was in Mrs. Brown, The X-Files, I Want to Believe, Fido, which is a very good uh, zombie comedy, <laughs> and Still Crazy, a good uh, aging rock star uh, movie, which uh, I quite enjoy. And this popped me a little bit because he did one episode of Super Gran, 
which was an old BBC series about a Scottish grandmother who gained superpowers and was kind of fighting this trio of dumb criminals every week in, in, in like it was pretty good. I, I kind of liked it. I, I used to watch it as a kid. <laughs> I, I, I might actually just stick in right here for the uh, uh, listeners a benefit, the theme to Super Grand, or at least a little bit of it, because it's kind of catchy. <laughs> Jennifer Saunders is Miss Bulveridge. Uh, she is a pretty well-known uh, comic over uh, on the other side of the pond in Britain. Uh, she's been associated with stuff like the, the the comedians in The Young Ones. She did a few episodes of that. Uh, French and Saunders. Uh, she was in the uh, comedy movie Eat the Rich about uh, disgruntled restaurant workers killing rich people. And uh, she's probably most well-known for the British comedy series Absolutely Fabulous and all the various series and spinoffs of that. And the rest of the people, I'm not going to go deep into their credits because most of them are all just, hey, we did a bunch of Muppet stuff. We did a bunch thousand of our, Muppet movies. We, yeah, we, we, we did Muppets. We did Firescape. <laughs> we did Fra- Fraggle Rock, Sesame Street, all that shit. We, we do have Kevin Bishop as Jim Hawkins. And this was his first movie, and he's done a lot of British TV that I've never seen. So uh, there you go. But we also have like uh, Dave Goetz, Steve Whitmire, Jerry Nelson, Kevin Clash, Bill Beretta, and Frank Oz. Um, I should actually listed his credits. Uh, I, I shouldn't have uh, shunned him, but uh, I think most people know who Frank Oz is and what he's done. The Mutts are back in action as they sail the high seas in their own twist of the classic tale by Robert Louis Stevenson. Having heard the legend of Captain Flint's massive treasure, young cabin boy Jim Hawkins, along with the great Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat, set out on a frantic search for it. Oh, excuse me. Sexy. Yeah, I tell you. On a mysterious island, accompanied by Squire Trelawney, Fozzie Bear, and Captain Smollett, Kermit the Frog. I love how they're like, they're these are the Muppets that we know and love, and they're playing other parts. It's like, by the way, this is Kermit the Frog playing Captain Smollett. It's like, who's playing Kermit the Frog? Don't, don't, doesn't matter. Shut up. Um, <laughs> Jim and his friends finally get their own taste of adventure, but soon they'll uncover a sinister plot by a band of villainous pirates who seek the treasure for their own, led by the ship's devious cook, Long John Silver. Uh, once on the island, they find it's full of danger, including an inhabitant named Benjamina Gunn, Miss Piggy. I, I find it funny how the trailer kind of like, hey, Kermit the Frog's in all this, all over this fucking movie. He, he's in this all, all over this shit. And he's like, no, it's like 20 minutes before you can get the Kermit the Frog. But uh, you gotta yeah. build anticipation. I, I guess he, but really, he's not the star of this film. Like, he really isn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, Gary, what are your general thoughts on this? Well, it's been a very long time since I've seen it. So it was like it was like brand new to me because I, I haven't seen it in forever. Um, 
not one that I go back to too often. It's because it's not like the original core Muppet movies, which is the Muppet movie, uh, Grape Up a Caper, and Muppet Steak Manhattan. I watch those often. This is kind of mm-hmm. like those ones that came out when I was in like middle school, so I wasn't all the way into it. But um, I, I do... I did. I did enjoy my, my time with it. It starts out with with trees singing, everything's singing. So you know, you, you know, you're for a good time because the whole island singing, right? You know, like, <laughs> the whole the whole the whole island is Muppets, and I, I, mm. I, I dig it. I, I can get right into the, the feeling of why I love the Muppets in the first place. Um, the the Muppets didn't. They've been doing this since the seventies. People, I mean, putting the Muppets with human characters. And the human characters is having a good fucking time with these these puppets, and it shines through in this movie with, with Tim Curry and the boy to a lesser extent, in my opinion. Because um, he's yeah, he he's, he's, he's kind of like he's just kind of there. He he look he looks like he should be on fucking full um no uh, home improvement. He should be one of Tim Allen's kids in Home Improvement, like. <laughs> He is he he is a little too clean to be a little a little homeless child a little street urchin isn't he? Did that? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I, everybody I has too many teeth in this film. Let's 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 get well, that. Tim right Curry in. with his mm-hmm. beautiful smile. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. This is realistic. <laughs> Everybody's here. That you, you got Sweetums, which is always a, a plus. Uh, your electric mayhem. I posted to Facebook. Uh, Electric Mayhem's here now. Now it's a party because you know I, I love this band, this fictional band so so much. You know because mm-hmm. again the Muppet movie. You know they have they have a, a bus and everything. And like I said, it, it, a lot of this film uh, peaks on the way these characters interact with the human characters, and there's not many human characters to interact with, which I think works in its favor because you get the, the kid. And Tim Curry just having a good time, and you can tell they're having a good time just hanging out with these with the puppets and interacting with them. And mm-hmm. um, you brought the Muppet Show. I, I they're all on Disney Plus now, so we have no excuse to go go watch them or revisit them. And um, I just have a good time, having a good cry sometimes. Yeah, don't go, don't watch the Julie Andrews episode because you you will have a you'll have a Gary good cry uh, the, that that day. Okay, it's it's a uh, um, what's the song that she she sings to to Kermit the Frog? Oh, when I was a frog and you were a tadpole, she sings with Kermit the Frog, and like right here, <laughs> fucking waterworks. Okay, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. But this 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 is really fun though. I I, I enjoyed this. I guess I watched it for the first time ever. Um, not as good as the other ones, but. I, like I said, it, it it works really well for that reason. The human characters have a good time and. If you want to smile, uh, go watch um, that new Muppets movie. Not Muppets, not Muppets um, Most Wanted, but the one before that one. Just watch the Jason Segel. Uh, be yeah, go watch him be joyous with Muppets, and you'll, it'll make your day better. Let's put it that way. I think it's know? called Muppets, um, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just called Muppets. It's just called the Mu- just called the Muppets. Yeah, yeah. This, oh, this, so, this so a lot of fun though. I, I enjoyed it. Oh, so they, they 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 pulled what like every other series these days does, like Scream, where it's just like it's not Scream Five, it's Scream, it's not Final no. Destination Five, it's the Final no. Destination. No, because no, no, they they it's have a, not, it's, it's a not even a continuation. Way. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh. it's it's a cleverly way done of uh, 
trying like the idea of bringing nostalgia back and people are tired of it and they kind of make fun of that um and yeah it's it's i thought they did it really well i don't want to give too much away because i really want you to see it because i've got you on the muppets train so yeah you you i i i assume you'll eventually (laughs) drag me into watching all of these so yeah that's uh well it's it's really good they did a really good job the the premise of the movie is jason siegel has a muppet brother and they they don't acknowledge that he's a muppet he just happens to be his brother and he's a big fan of the Muppets, so they have to go find the Muppets, and it's it's very it's, it's fucking heartwarming, is all it is. I'll say about that, you know. That's uh, okay. it's great. Yeah. All right, I'll give it a chance. Um, Lady Lee. Well, as you know, <laughs> I might be obsessed with this movie. Uh, <laughs> I uh, this is one of my first Muppet movies that I watched. So Muppet Christmas Carols was my absolute first, which is still my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the second one I've ever seen, and uh, I'm I'm obsessed with it. I freaking love it. Um, I have such a bias towards it though, because like again, it's one of the first ones I saw as a kid, so there's a lot of like nostalgia with it for me. Um, I just love Tim Curry as well. Like that was my mm-hmm. first introduction to him, and because everyone always gives me all these other things that he's done, and that's is their first one. I'm like, no, mine was mine was Muppets uh, Treasure Island. I went, I went that. She's I mean, not going. Like she's she's not going to the Rocky Horror revival. She's going to the Muppets Treasure Island revivals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? You don't want to know mine is. It, it, it was yeah. Annie, and it's still pretty fucking awesome. Okay. Yeah. Movie Annie, where he, where, yeah. where he plays Rooster opposite Bernadette Bernadette Peters, and it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the thing I find with a lot of these Muppet movies is it seems like those who are not Muppets are having so much fun being a part of the movie because mm-hmm. uh, there's times where they're supposed to be like serious moments, but you don't see them as serious because it like almost looks like they're trying not to laugh or smile. Um, it's just a very like heartwarming, goofy movie. Like it's, it's just such a feel good movie. Like I love it. I love it. If you're having a shitty day, throw in a Muppets movie. It's going to make you so happy. It's just a, a goofy fun time. I'm obsessed. Nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, so this first time watch for me, of course, uh, this is out of the Muppet movies I've seen. This is my least favorite, Whatever. but I still liked it. Don't, don't, you know, don't, don't take that as like a me trying to shit on it. I, I still liked it. I still enjoyed it. It is fun all the way through. Uh, like uh, what Gary mentioned to start with the song and how the entire island is singing is like, I was already on board. Cause it's like, they, they, they just, the only thing they didn't have singing was like the grass in the Island. Like, like everything else was singing, like from the mosquitoes to the crabs, to the snakes, to the alligator, to all that shit fucking going on. I was like, all right, this is cool. This is, this is pretty fucking awesome. I can, at some points I can see where the hand is coming up the crab's ass to, to move it. But you know, that's fine. I love how, just built everything is in this like how the entire world is constructed there's like there there might possibly be some cgi in one spot with kermit later on but uh, i don't know but um everything else practical effects uh actually i think the kermit thing is probably a camera effect more than anything else because where, where he does like the the martial arts flips in the, yeah, the fight. Back left clips yeah 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 but uh like it's the matte paintings, the fucking sets that are all built that look fucking beautiful. Like that's the stuff that like really draws me in. I really love that. Um, I love Billy Conley in this, you know, in the opening act of the film where he's 
he's playing Billy Bones, and like I know Treasure Island, like that's a story I've read, read a couple times uh, when I was younger, and I've seen tons of adaptations of it. And I think Billy Connolly does like such a good Billy Bones for the most part that like he could have done it in a straight adaptation, playing it like he plays it in this. I think he's really really good. Um, they do change up a lot of stuff in this. A little bit, I have a little bit of quibbles with, like where they change the story up a little, maybe a little bit too much. Um, although with uh, Billy Conley, I think they actually improved the story because Billy Bones in the original story has first he has a character called uh, the Black Dog come and visit him at the tavern, and they they get in a sword fight or whatever, and then the Black Dog leaves after losing the sword fight, and then Billy Bones has a stroke, and then the fucking blind pew shows up and gives him the black spot. And he has a second stroke, but they, they, they just sort of uh, compact that into uh blind pew show up. <laughs> Such and, a funny scene. And give him the black spot <laughs> and blind pew who just cannot like he is. He's got two patches over both eyes, you know, and he can't see shit. And, and he's just like wandering around. Is like you know the the whole tavern's on fire at one point. It's like it smells like something's burning around here. <laughs> you know, like okay, like like that. That's, that's very like economical the way they do it, and I like that. Um, and you know they make a joke about you know someone dying in a Muppet movie. Like they're, they're very self referential and very self knowing. It's like wink wink, we're in a Muppet movie, bitch, and we know our history. Like I do, I do like that. Like uh, Gary's mentioning how this is kind of the new era of Muppet movies. Right. So it's like, it's, it's post Jim Henson. They're doing something different now. Like it's no longer under his sort of creative umbrella. Uh, So they're, you know, they're they're getting a little bit more modern. They're like, yeah, we know we're in a Muppet movie. We, we know our past. We're doing something a little different. We're going to reference what was going on in the past and make a little fun of it and stuff like that. And I think they do a good job with that. Like it's, it's, it's highly enjoyable. The musical numbers are good, uh, especially the uh, Cabin Fever. Yes, thing, like like that. Yes. That's amazing. That's fucking amazing. It's um, hilarious. Yeah, I, uh, I love the roll call. That, that <laughs> yeah, that, that, that we pl- yeah that we play the opening the yeah. the roll call. Like honestly, that's got some of the best jokes in the entire movie. Is right in the roll call. Like we were talking about how the. Uh, uh, <laughs> how the uh, big, fat, ugly, bug-faced, baby-eating, uh, whatever the character's called, is the this hot chick who saunters in for a second. And it's like, the only thing they didn't do was show a bit of cleavage. That was like the only different, like, if this had been a different movie, like, had this been like a Monty Python-adjacent movie, it would have been a chick with, like, a lot of cleavage going, here, and then, you know, they move off camera or whatever, but... <laughs> It was so funny. I uh, I always laugh because the one part that I always remember is Rizzo when he's like, uh, "I'm going as fast as I can." And his legs are going. Cause oh I yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like for the the previews. I remember that. That just just gets me every time. Well, <laughs> just, well I, I like where awesome. I like I like near the end where like Long John Silver it, it's revealed that he shot dead Tom, and he's like, yeah. "Dead Tom's dead." <laughs> it's like, well, he was already dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he shot dead Tom. There's, there's some just like such, 
such stupid dad jokey kind of stuff in this that like just really works. It's endearing because you, you enjoy the puppets, right? Because they they all look fucking good. Like it's 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 fucking just so well made. Like I said, matte paintings are really good. I like that. Like when you see like constructions, like uh, you know, like uh, buildings or the ship and stuff like that. Like they're little tilted. Like there's a little bit of an angle to everything. Like every time you see inside like a house, it's kind of almost like a Dutch angle in a way, just because like the entire set is kind of constructed on a tilt, and it it just. There's, there's kind of like a, it gave me a little bit of like Cabinet of the Dr. Caligari vibes a little bit where, you know, they're, they're doing that to like show depth and stuff like that. But here they're not doing that. Like they're, they're just, they're just doing it because it's like, oh, we'll make it a little surreal because it's a Muppet movie, you know? Like when they're in the barrel and they all can fit so easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forget what I was going to say. I had something and I lost it. Oh. I have no focus tonight. So it's <laughs> off. It's very off. I can tell. <laughs> I really loved um, uh, Jennifer Saunders in this. Mm-hmm. I thought she was hilarious. <laughs> it's like the really ugly woman. Like, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. She had the dirty teeth. Nobody else had the dirty teeth. Yeah, it almost feel like she requested it or something. It's like everyone else is like, nah, we're not, we're not. Just, just make me as ugly as possible. Like, just, just as ugly as yeah. possible. And she's not I, too, she's not too worried about her tavern burning down either. She's like, ah, whatever, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it up. I really like the uh, the comments about them being Muppets. Like it was mm-hmm. you heard about like the frog and like the rat and this and that and the whatever for uh, Gonzo. And uh, I just love what God's in there. Just like a God's always like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Like he he doesn't even know what he is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's great. And I, I, uh, I just love this movie. I just think it's, uh, um, I love that there's like a whole other story going on with like the rats on vacation. The rat tours. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's kind of a meta joke in a way. Cause it's, it's very much like nodding to the fact that, you know, just like, ships back in the day like probably still ships to these to this day depending on where, where the ship is from rats just running through the ships and like you know your ship would come to port it would get new rats and then you know and some rats would leave the ship and shit and it's just like yeah it's just a nod to the fact that rats were a thing that you had to share your ship with back in the day you know yeah and you know the rats going on the motorboat at one point. It was just yeah, it was yeah, collecting the collecting a treasure using all the modern technology. Like the rats mm-hmm. are living in, but they made the comment like they uh, they said like oh yeah, this is where they filmed the the Muppet Treasure Island scene. And they yeah. taking pictures, so it looks like they're just hanging out while they're like on set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. No, it's it's very it, like again, it it it's a new era for the Muppet films. Uh, it's very meta. Like it's very like yeah, we know what we're doing. It's goofy. It's so yeah. goofy. It's just this. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's just so feel good. Like it, it, I don't know how you cannot smile after watching this movie. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I think the only real weak spot of the movie is just the kid because he's he's just not he's just he's not, not great really good at what he does in the movie. And he does this yeah. thing where he never saw him before. You can tell you never saw Usually the, the human the human characters are really inconsequential up to this point in Muppet, Muppet lore. I mean, because mm. they've been doing their own thing until... Because the humans have always been in the background. 
let's face facts. And mm-hmm. they're just kind of, they, they've been kind of like trying to succeed on their own. And it's the like exception of like Christmas the Manhattan. Well, yeah, M- Muppets Christmas Carol's is the, the exception, right? Like, so I did, I did have a note about this. Like, unlike, uh, so like comparing Muckle Kane to Tim Curry and, you know, we did, we had Muppet, Muppets Christmas Carol was the preceding movie to this. Um, Michael Caine did a really good job by like underplaying his Scrooge. Like he, he played it very straight to the, to the point where it really worked as like a counterpoint to all the goofiness of the Muppets. Um, whereas Tim Curry goes big and theatrical in this film and like kind of matches the Muppets. But at the same time, he's still true to the character of Long John Silver because Long John Silver is a very charismatic yeah. kind of silly character. He's both he's also really mean and he's he's a he's a piece of shit, but he's got these really enduring qualities wherein the actual Treasure Island story, there's a very like father-son or mentor, you know, student connection between him and, and Hawkins. Um and they pull that off for the most part in this film. And like, you can tell Tim Curry's having a fucking blast. Like I, I think it's, pre- I'm, I think I'm pretty sure I read, like he said, this is his favorite role. Uh, and you can see it like, like he's doing, he's doing the, the kind of theatrical stagey stuff that he had done in the past in his career. Like he's very big. He's very bold. He's, he's, he's not afraid to like, just, go crazy with shit. Like he, there's a couple of different places where he's like deadpan for a second. And then he just starts going <laughs> yeah. and starts laughing. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's great. It's great. But yeah, the kid, the kid to, to be fair, flat. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, to be, to, to, to be fair, if I could hang out with Sweetums all day long, I'd be so happy too. Is all I'll say about that, you know. <laughs> I just love at the end. He's like, I love you guys. Yeah, just I love you guys. Reason. Like, just, he just bashes yeah, a bunch of pirates of a log and is like, I love. Yeah. We thought you were on the other side. Oh, you're kidding? I love you guys. <laughs> He goes right. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, very just good. out of the blue, just switch sides. I love Sweetums. Oh my god, I love him. Like in the original puppet movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 will, I will say, like the only thing that kind of drags this down for me, really, where it's like it's the least favorite of the puppet, uh, the uh, Muppet stuff I've seen so far. I, I feel like sometimes there's maybe too much going on. Uh, where like it distracts a little bit from the story. Like I, I feel like a, a Christmas Carol is a wonderful adaptation of the original story, where it like hits all the beats emotionally and everything that that story has to tell. Um, whereas I feel like this one, the skeleton of the story is just something to put a bunch of Muppet performances on. And like, don't get me wrong, I think they're good, but I think at at some point, sometimes a little bit too much is going on. And it's like distracts from the actual story. It's like, do we even need a tri- fucking treasure island? Like, what's fucking happening here? And and I also feel like the end scene, as well acted as it is, it is with Tim Curry and Hawkins and stuff. I don't know if it's necessarily earned. Like, I don't feel like the relationship is built up all that well in the film because there's too much like Muppet shit going on that kind of overshadows it. Whereas, you know, in the original Treasure Island story, there's like a general, like, there's a real connection between the characters and stuff that I think is a little bit missing in this film. But, you know, it's a very frivolous complaint. It's not like I'm saying this movie sucks. 
no dramatic integrity. Just, just don't watch it. You know, I'm, I'm just like, I wish maybe it stuck to the story a little bit closer, but, uh, you know, yeah, well, yeah okay i'm obsessed I, with this movie <laughs> i get it i get it it's fine like i said though i have a huge bias because this is like massively like uh nostalgic for me this is uh it was funny too because i um had forgotten it for so long because I, I was so obsessed with like muppet christmas carol and i had mm-hmm. uh found on vhs um the muppet movie so I was watching those a lot, and then all of a sudden I was like, "Oh yeah, Treasure Island!" And I remember like singing the songs, like saying mm-hmm. the lines. I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember this." I the song, it. the songs are great in this. Like you, you got the Hans Zimmer score, and then you got like all the the songs of the vocals and stuff that are like like very very like honestly, that's one of the stronger points of the film, other than like uh, Tim Curry's performance. Is like <sighs> Tim Curry, re- really good, memorable musical stuff in this. Like the score is very very well done. I may be a little bit in love with Tim Curry. I mean, who isn't? <sighs> who, it's who, so sad seeing him now, though. Like, it's just yeah, so yeah that 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 was a bad stroke. Like, but I mean, yeah. he, he, he's still working now. Like, he's doing voice work at the very least, which yeah. is good. So I saw that, but it's just yeah. it's just so sad. Like, you just see him, and you're like, no. It it, it, it is, is because he was a very energetic vibrant like physical actor and shit and it's just like now he's reduced to a wheelchair it, it, it is really hard to watch but yeah mm, but this performance he's, ah, he's, ah. he's still he's still very funny though I, I love a tweet that he made around Halloween where he describes keeping three musketeers candies in a bowl he does his Cardinal Richelieu line from uh, three musketeers which another Band a role for him and Michael Wincott, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, so let's just say, uh, all for one, and it was just in the, in the, something like a, a, none for all and all for me, or something like that. He says, <laughs> like holding the candy from the little kids, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like it, like it a lot. He's wonderful, he's brilliant. Uh, uh, he's do good. we? Do we have any other uh, little things we need to say before we uh, wrap up? Or this movie is wonderful. This okay. is an incredibly wonderful, awesome movie. Everyone should watch it. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> it puts me in such a good mood. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, I, I definitely, it definitely improved my night after stepping in cat puke. Yeah, there you go. Night. This was definitely preferable. It, it did make me laugh several times. I mean, it, it, it's very enjoyable. Just you know. I've I've seen better Muppet movies. That's all I'm saying. You know? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it it does matter. My my opinion matters. Thank you very much. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Fine. <laughs> Let's hear the opinion of the public then. The budget was thirty one million. The box office was thirty four thirty four point three million. Every source I say say this was a box office success. I defy that by the numbers. But who knows? Maybe they didn't have a big advertising budget. I don't know. But it, it also it's the Muppets, so it's like they can. I don't know. Like I was surprised to see that this was thirty-one million dollars. So I was like, really? Like if if you, it feels like it's lower than that, it looks great and everything. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I don't know. I guess maybe Tim Curry got ten million out of that or something. I don't know. Um, Release info for this, uh, you can give a Blu-ray, DVD, iTunes, Google Play, Microsoft Store, Vudu, Movies Anywhere, YouTube. Uh, a little bit of trivia here. Uh, Tim Curry was given a Muppet made in his likeness of him as Long John Silver after shooting was completed, apparently. 
which is very cool. Famously, Hornell Foods Corporation, makers of Spam, sued the production company for making the name of the warthog character Spam. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) uh, But their suit was defeated in 1995. The judge noted that one might think Hornell would welcome the association with a genuine source of pork. Which is that's that's awesome. Uh, I like that. Also, nice little in joke here, and this is something I did pick up on. I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, okay, that's that's funny." Uh, Long John Silver offers the captain my very own best brandy, laid down by the bro- uh, brothers of Buckfast Abbey. Uh, this is a joke often lost on the U.S. audiences because Buckfast tonic wine, commonly known merely as Buckfast, is a caffeinated and fortified wine sold in the British Isles. Rather than being a best brandy, it is known for being cheap but highly alcoholic and therefore often drunk by those who prize getting drunk as much as possible for as little money as possible. Mm. So, so they, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, um so we have a new movie to pick next time. Yes. It's my, it's my choice now. Yes. It, it, was, it was kind of a hard pick because a lot of, like I was telling Lady Lee uh, before we record the show, a lot of these characters like, oh, we all did Muppet movies. It's like, okay, I, w- I want to stray away from that. I don't want to do Tim Curry again. We can't repeat actors. Uh, Billy Connolly had some interesting stuff, but I was like, eh, not that great. So I picked uh, one of the obscure side Eric actors in this, Harry Jones as Easy Pete. So he was just like a background pirate in this. Plays the Huntsman in Clash of the Titans from 1981. And that'll be our next movie. Ooh. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. You must just dig deep. Jeez. I did. I, I, I went through this fucking cast quite a bit. I, I was going to go for some Frank Oz stuff, but then at the same time, it's like, a lot of his stuff is like, oh, you know, like the Dark Crystal or Labyrinth. And it's like, yeah, we can do those eventually. But it's like they felt a little too obvious. So, yeah, we're, we're going to we're going to do the Clash of the Titans from 1981 next time. Very there, cool. Yeah. And there you go. Uh, Gary, pleasure to have you as always, sir. Uh, and of course, you're always welcome back. Uh, please plug all your podcasting endeavors for us, sir. You could find all that I do, and hopefully um, I'm shooting for new content within the coming week as this is being recorded. And, um, yeah, at least at least two or three shows out next week. On the Butcher Shop feed on legionpodcast.com, you can look for us there, too. I'll plug this. Iris is a brand new show with, with Mike Murphy, if you, you like those two mm. uh, rummies together, called That's, That's Sort of Weird, I think it's called. That, that, yeah. That's kind of weird. I, yeah, first episode's about Noah's Ark. It's very interesting. Uh, Mike is your resident uh, de- debunker, and um, <laughs> they're having a good time talking about talking about Noah's Ark. And I, I, I recommend listening to that if you have no interest in Noah's Ark, you know, because everything on there is you know theories and queries, and it's not just about the Bible. Although they get into the the the, the, the depictions of what Noah's Ark was in the Bible. But uh, mm-hmm. very interesting, nonetheless. Um, I owe the lady a show. I haven't forgot Lee. Um, so eventually, me and her, within the coming weeks, if you want to come on, Lee, you're, you're welcome as well. We're going to do uh, Drag on the Lamb, which is a show I planned long ago, where we're going to do Some Like It Hot, and then mm. gender reverse it and do a film that only me and Lady Lee talk about. This is it. Just me and her. 
uh, Connie and Carla where Tony Kalekas is singing that movie. So it's, 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 it's oh. a lot of fun to me, too. So, you know. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love both those so movies. Within so. the next couple of weeks, it's it's going to happen, guys. So, um, All right. Next up, uh, with Ladies, I'm sorry. Uh, Rugby plays. We record um, uh, non-consensual specters, which is the entity in uh, the haunting of uh, Hill House, or uh, yeah, the one from the seventies. Yeah, and then and, after uh, that, uh, doing, Hell House. Uh, yeah, Hell Hell House. After that, we're doing some fun because uh, I recently watched Unforgiven. We're doing uh, the Little Bill Double Bill. Where we're going to do Little Bill Gene Hackman in Unforgiven and Little Bill. Boogie Nights, William H. Macy. So um, <laughs> it's a little bill, double bill. So there you go. Nice. See, I did there. It's very fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Torches you back to all that good shit. I'm, 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 I'm motivated. My holiday shits are over with, and that took a couple months to get past. But you know, I don't have. I'm not. I'm not good around that time, guys. I apologize. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's busy for everybody, man. It's fucking. It, no, it's I'm complicated. Just, it's just. Seasonal depression. I'll put it that way. It's a real thing, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Lady Lee, where can people find you? At Many Tiny All Star uh, on Instagram, where I upload pictures. I could think of the word. Up, <laughs> I post up, pictures. Something pictures. I post pictures of the podcast, and mm-hmm. uh, I have to do that tonight. I just thought of that. I have one more post, and then I'm caught up. Oh yeah. Um, but yes, I will post updates of shows that we do. And if you want to send me comments, send me comments or yeah. messages. I already got a message and a question. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That Lee yeah. hasn't answered yet. I gave you, I, I, I told you what I thought my answer would be there, you, guys. So, so would it be, but you didn't give me a full answer. Oh my God. Okay. You're just like, I don't know. I was going to say this, but then it seemed like blah, 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 blah. We'll just say what I was going to say. Just, just, just paraphrase it for just, just pay it, paraphrase it for the I'm nice German boy. Phrasing it, I'm just gonna get uh, you to give me uh, an answer. A proper okay, answer. I will give you. I will go back and read the messages and give you a proper answer. Sounds good. Okay, uh, and uh, you know you can find us at tmbdos.podbean.com. That's where you can find all of our podcasts. Go to the Facebook group. They must be destroyed in sight in Facebook, where you can talk to us, and I might give you a proper answer to a you know, a question or whatever, what, who knows? Maybe I don't even know anymore. Uh, but uh, yeah, words. Uh, we'll be back when we're back. Uh, thank you again, Gary. Uh, thank you, Lady Lee. And thank you all for listening. Goodbye. When the course is laid and the anchors wait, a sailor's blood begins racing with our hearts unbound and our flag unfurled. We're underway and off to see the world. Underway and off to see the world. Hey ho, we'll go anywhere the wind is blowing. Man, wind, man. Sailing for adventure on the deep blue sea. Safely now, Mr. Silver. Let's not get sloppy just because we're singing. Danger walks on deck. We say, what the heck? We laugh at the perils we're facing. Every storm we ride is its own reward. And people die by falling overboard. People die by falling overboard. Hey-ho, we'll go anywhere the wind is blowing. Boys, the sails and sing. 
for adventure on the big blue wet thing. I love to see them cry when they walk the plank. I prefer to cut a trout. I love to hang them high and watch their little feet try to walk in the air while their faces turn blue. Just kidding. <laughs> it's a good life on a boat. There are distant lands with burning sands that fall across the oceans. There are bingo games every fun filled day. And margaritas at the midnight buffet. Margaritas at the midnight buffet. Hey ho, we'll go anywhere the wind is blowing to Stars will be our compass wherever we may roam, and our mates will always be just like a family. And though we may put into port, the sea is always home. All right, Mr. Bimbo, I didn't know you had such a good singing voice. You're welcome. We'll chase our dreams standing on our own, over the horizon to the great unknown. Listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive through.